You're listening to Kelly Track is Figuring It Out, a new podcast series by me, Kelly Track. I'm a business coach. I'm the soon-to-be published author of P.S. You're a Genius. And I'm a professional figure-it-outer, or at least that's what I'm going to call it. In this mini-series, we're exploring all those feelings and emotions that come up right before you're about to do something big and how exactly you figure it out along the way. In my case, it's the launch of my very first published book coming this November 2021. So buckle up and enjoy the ride. Yay! Hello! Welcome back to another episode of Kelly Track is Figuring It Out, another episode in our mini-series counting down to the book launch. So exciting. Uh, The book launch, that is. Uh, Mini-series is exciting too, but I will say the launch of my book is more exciting than a couple podcast episodes. (laughs) Not to to throw shade at these podcast episodes, but anyways, my book is... um, a little bit more special. Anyways, this week I am figuring out marketing and I have been taking notes from Miss Olivia Rodrigo. So she has the hit songs this summer, number one, Good For You and Deja Vu and Driver's License. And they're all coming off her album called Sour. Now, here's a little fun fact about your girl, Kelly Track. I get obsessed with people that I find amazing and then I want to do a deep dive into everything that they're doing and I just am like their ultimate fan. So this summer I am Olivia Rodrigo's ultimate fan and for this special episode I wanted to make my version of her album cover of Sour aka it's that purple background and she's got her arms folded across her chest and she's sticking out her tongue and she has stickers all over her face and she's got stickers that say sour on her tongue and I wanted to recreate it. So if you want to see that you can see it on my Instagram and you can click into the webpage for the, these show notes like the the page that goes up on kellytrack.com for this episode. You can see it in there. I'm pretty proud of it. I think it turned out really well. I had so much fun putting the stickers on my face and taking these pictures. Honestly, it was like such a blast. So I hope you enjoy it. I hope it makes you smile. And in this episode, I want to talk about some of the things I've really been learning from Olivia as she has put out this incredible album. She's so in her genius. She's so talented and she's young and she's just such like a and an amazing talent. Um, And marketing wise, she's been so creative and I'm just always blown away by that kind of stuff. So I wanted to kind of break down some of the things that I've really been learning from her because as you know, no surprise, I have a book coming out this year and I have been marketing the crap out of it behind the scenes to prep for this launch. And obviously I think about, when I think about marketing, I think, okay, who is like really kicking it out of the park with getting their name out there? Who's doing a really creative job marketing themselves? Um, what's really fun? And I look at different examples. You know, when I think about marketing a book, yo, I do not look at the folks who market and sell books. Like boring, snooze. I have all sorts of like weird ideas I want to do to promote my book on top of the traditional stuff you have to do, you know, fair enough. But I think about, you know, people like Olivia Rodrigo, who's putting out this album called Sour and how she's getting the word out there and how she went viral. And I'm like, man, how did she do that? How did that happen? And you know, I would be okay if my book went viral. I think that'd be pretty sweet. (laughs) So what did I learn? Number one, let's start with number one. Olivia took a lot of her heartbreak from her breakup and channeled it and funneled it into this album. Truly a masterpiece. And you know, this just sort of goes to show right out of the gate. This was just something that really kind of hit home for me is like, 
if you feel inspired, obviously you don't have to do this for everything in your life, but if you go through something or you're navigating something or you learn something to turn around and to make art out of it. And whatever your version of art is, maybe it's an album, maybe it's a course, maybe it's a coaching package, maybe it's an ebook, but it's sort of like, Hey, I've been there or I've learned something or I've been through something tough and I made it to the other side and I've turned it into something. Like I said, you totally don't have to do this for the experiences in your life. But if you feel called to, you know, maybe you do feel called to share something that you know, or help others through a process that you've been through. This is like, this is just so inspiring when, when folks make it to the other side of something and then they sing about it, they write about it, they talk about it, they teach about it. And I just think it is so helpful for the folks going through it. That was the biggest thing I really took away from her whole album is that I was like, wow, she went through her breakup and she, she turned this into art. Like she turned it into art and I was just so inspired. So I know for me in my journey and when I'm creating stuff, I usually follow this pattern where I go through something or I learn something or I master it and then I turn around and teach it. And it's sort of, to me, it's been, because it's my business, it's actually very interesting to look back at all the things I've sold over the years. And it's almost like all these little things that I've learned and picked up along the way. And once I hit a point where I like, feel like it's time to share it or teach it, um, or, or explain it to somebody. I've turned it into podcast content or a course or a book. (laughs) So whenever you're moving through things, just remember that that can be turned into art and that there is somebody out there that wants to know what you've been through. Even if you kind of doubt if your story is special or doubt your ability, just remember that, that there's somebody going through, you know, the mess and the rubble that you went through. So point number two, what I've really learned from Olivia Rodrigo, especially with her song lyrics, is how truly the specifics are what make things universal. This is something that I think about a lot in terms of copywriting, obviously like book writing, anything. When you get specific, it lets people relate to it even more. This is something I think Olivia has really mastered because even though her song lyrics about her breakup are so hyper specific, you can kind of still see yourself in her story. So in Deja Vu, one of my favorite songs, uh, she sings about her and her boyfriend going to Malibu, getting strawberry ice cream, sharing one spoon for two, um, laughing about them trading jackets and how small her jacket looked on him. They, they talk about watching reruns of Glee and being annoying, singing in harmony. <laughs> It's very hard for me not to sing all these lyrics to you right now. Actually, screw it. This is my show. So you're going to have to listen to me sing. If you don't want to, skip 15 seconds. <laughs> Otherwise, this is my musical rendition of Deja Vu. Car rides to Malibu, strawberry ice cream, one spoon for two, and trading jackets, laughing about how small it looks on you. Watching reruns of Glee, being annoying, singing in harmony. I bet she's bragging to all her friends, saying you're so unique. Okay, yay. I hope you liked my song. I had fun making it for you.
But the thing is, is that these are all hyper-specific memories. And to the reader's point of view, or to the, to the listener's point of view, it is, it's so tangible. And even though I have never been in Malibu, and I've never shared strawberry ice cream with somebody like that, or watched reruns of Glee, I can totally relate to those song lyrics, like totally relate to it. Um, those special memories, those times you had with somebody. And that's why when you get very specific, you actually get really universal because sometimes we get it backwards. We think, okay, if I'm vague and I have like a general sense of what I'm going for, more people will relate to it when it's actually the reverse. If we're more hyper-specific and we specifically nail down what we're trying to communicate and give very clear-cut examples, then people can really latch onto it. So this is a technique I also use a ton when I am writing. So if you write sales copy or you are potentially writing a book, take notes. Here's a really great uh, a tip for copywriting. Get specific. I always like to be very vivid in my descriptions and my details. So, so for example, here's something that I'm thinking of off the top of my head. On my sales page for the mentorship, which is my ongoing subscription style group business coaching program, I talk about what it's like to be making, you know, say for example, full-time income in your business. And I'm referencing very hyper-specific things. Like, for example, when you're making the income that you desire from your business, you will no longer second guess that dainty gold jewelry that you want to buy for yourself. Or you're willing to shell out 1,500 bucks to go on a soulful retreat, you know, down in California. Or you can totally splurge without guilt on that $40 essential oil candle that you love, you know, that's handcrafted. When we use specifics, it just gives the reader something visual and they can start thinking about things. Maybe those are the things for them, things that align with the audience, right? So for example, my target market would align with buying the dainty gold jewelry or going on that kind of retreat treat or um, splurging on the essential oil candle, right? I mean, those are three things I would totally buy. <laughs> so when you are creating something and you want people to see themselves in your story, in your tale, in your music, in your course, whatever it is, make it specific, drill down, give examples, especially when it comes to copy. I do this a lot as well in PS Your Genius. I try to make things super specific so you can visualize them in your mind's eye and you can relate to it. So for example, I talk in one chapter about me seeing my therapist and I kind of describe her. She's got her tortoise shell glasses sliding down her nose. She's peering at me out of the top of her glasses. Her legs are crossed. She's taking notes on her like yellow legal pad. And it really tells the reader what to visualize in their mind. And in turn, the reader is probably thinking about their own experience, you know, working with a therapist, seeing them you know, sit across the room from them, that kind of thing. So if you want your audience to really connect with what you are writing or talking about, make it specific so that people have something to latch onto. So when you look at Olivia Rodrigo as a case study, her lyrics are so specific and they are so well done because they are truly so tangible to grasp onto. Every little sentence paints a story in your mind's eye of her being on dates or her getting her heart broken and you understand what that's like even if you haven't had you know the exact copy paste same heartbreak as her where you know your boyfriend's dating another actress <laughs> right it doesn't you don't have to be going through the exact same thing in order for you to feel connected to her lyrics the third thing I really learned from Olivia Rodrigo is just the reminder to be so authentic and brave and bare and just like 
kind of show people your truth and be like, this is me. Like when you listen to her songs or you see her album artwork, or when you watch her, you know, her YouTube video that she put out of like this whole prom that she had done for the launch of her, for her album, it just feels all very her. It feels so authentic and it feels like the best way I can describe it is that I feel like Olivia is my friend because she lets people see that core authentic essence of her. So in turn, if you want to be making content that really clicks and grooves and jives with people's soul, you got to let people see the real you and you got to really lead with your most authentic self because it would be too difficult to go viral or to have something that really resonates if you're faking it or trying to be something you're not. And this is something I've thought about a lot when it came time to me actually writing my book. So when I pitched for PS You're a Genius and when I had created this essentially this 50 page book proposal which outlined all the chapters and the table of contents and what I was going to talk about in every single chapter and outlined me and my background and my ability to market and sell this thing. I really kind of came at it from this sense of the tone almost of like really like I'm an authority figure, finding your genius is the secret, this is like the thing, this is like the thing that will solve all your problems, do this, it'll change your life. And then, you know, I really thought about it and I thought about it a lot and I realized even though so many business books come from that perspective of like, I've mastered this and figured out these 10 hacks to life success. My theory is just not like that. You know, that's never been my experience, right? Things have taken time for me. I have never had the experience of an overnight success. Everything I still work for and, and strive for and yes, things are good. And yes, stuff comes to me, but like, I still have to pitch for stuff and I still have to do the work. And when I went back and I looked at that book proposal again, and when it came time for me to actually write the book, I thought, you know what? I would rather fail as my authentic self than to put something out there that is not true to me. So I really talk about parts of my business that are messy and how, yeah, I teach this framework and yeah, there's a lot of amazing outcomes, but like, nothing's guaranteed. And, you know, you got to put the time in and you might doubt the whole thing, but like, it's worth it if you keep going, because one day you might find this feeling that you've been looking for. And I can't guarantee you monetary success like other business books. This is not a get rich quick scheme. Um, but the one thing that I can help you work towards is, is fulfillment and finding something fulfilling. If you do the work and show up and keep going, even when it gets hard. <laughs> and I really had to lead with a very honest tone. The other thing I really tried to do was write the book as my authentic self. I think when you see the book, I don't know, I hope you like it, but I mean, actually, let me scratch that. I actually don't care if anybody likes it. The only person that matters that they like it is me. That was one of the most important things. I, I kind of felt like this has to be something that feels very honest to me. And I have had to just really get comfortable with, with knowing that people are not going to like it. And I just don't care. And people are going to love it and people are going to hate it. And it doesn't matter either way because I'm happy with it. And like I said before, I rather fail as my most, most authentic self. Even if that means I crack stupid jokes and nobody laughs, or even if I tell embarrassing stories in my life and people think I'm weird because of it, I would rather write something for you that feels like a true expression of my soul than try to 
be, you know, all buttoned up and professional and give you a standard business book. And, you know, of course, whenever we see people do this, that's what makes their work special, right? Because it's different than the rest. So the best thing I can give you and the best tip I can give you that I've really been relearning from Olivia Rodrigo is to really knock it out of the park by being your authentic self and really take the chance to let your authenticity shine and really lead from that core essence. And in turn, you'll be able to create original art and create original work. And, you know, you do that by staying in your own lane, doing your own thing, leading in the way that your heart wants to lead and, and not worrying about how people have done it before or how other people have had success, but by leaning into what feels right and true for you. So this is something that I think Olivia has mastered because I feel like, like I said, I feel like she's my friend. Like, I feel like I know her. And if you want your audience to know you and essentially know you and like you and trust you enough to a point where they pull out a credit card and buy something for you, you got to make sure you're showing up as your real self. Because at the end of the day, it's human connection, right? We connect with other humans. We don't connect with like really stale brands. We don't connect with like websites that are just fluffy copy. We don't connect with the photos that are just all perfect on Instagram. We connect with the grit and the heart and the truth and the quirks and the authenticity. So let those parts of you shine. Like let those parts of you be seen. So this leads into point number four. One of the things that I love that Olivia did was that she just released on a whim, Sour Prom. So she made a mini concert, filmed it all of her kind of doing this high school prom and singing all of her songs in her album um, and making all these little scenes and putting it up on YouTube for free, essentially giving all of her friends a free concert and doing it. Obviously, you know, it's still a pandemic, so people wouldn't be able to go to a concert. It was so well done. It was so creative. Obviously, I'm in love. I like love everything she does, but she just made a splash with her marketing and chose to do something big and cool and different. Keywords, cool and different. You know, when it comes to getting success and creating something neat, sometimes you really got to do something entirely different than what is standard, what is the norm, or what is the quote unquote best practice for your industry. So when I saw Olivia release Sour Prom, Truly, every single comment in like the top comments on YouTube are like, I literally can't believe this is free. She's giving us a free concert. This is so much talent. I'm so stoked that I'm watching this for free. And, you know, I could just imagine, you know, a conversation with her and her team. And I'm sure there was people that are like, this is an amazing concert. This theme of prom is so cool. Let's save it. Let's like charge for this. Let's do this later. You know, when the world opens up and we can do a world tour and we're going to do this and then charge for these tickets. But, you know, following that creative download and doing something different of like, you know what? No, I'm going to release this for free. The produ production value is going to be immense. We're going to work on this. It's going to be amazing. And I'm going to give it and release it to people for free. That, my friends, is the power of creating sort of this quantum success and really, I think, such a key part of her going viral is doing things differently than the way they've always been done and really listening in, ter in turn, really listening to your intuitive downloads around what feels good for you and what way does success want to come through you versus the ways in which things have always been done. And I think Sour Prom is a perfect example to articulate this. All right, so let's put a bow on this episode and recap all the things I've learned from Olivia Rodrigo on how to create viral content. Okay, number one, turn heartbreak into art, aka 
turn what you've learned into something that you want to create. Maybe this is turning your life lessons into a course. This is turning your knowledge into a coaching package. Whatever it is, you can turn your transformation into art. Number two, the specific and the personal is universal. And the more specific you are, aka with your lyrics or your copy, the more people can relate to it and really see themselves in your story. Number three, be authentic. If you want to go viral or if you want something that really clicks with people, you got to make sure that you are yourself because people won't be able to connect with it otherwise. And number four, don't be afraid to run with your quirky ideas. Even if it's different than the way things have been done in the past, sometimes those ideas are what really work. So be sure to run with it. AKA like her example of releasing Sarah Prom on YouTube totally for free and essentially giving all of her fans a free impromptu concert. Okay, peeps, that's the show for you today. I hope you like this. Uh, I hope that you are also listening to Deja Vu on repeat on Spotify. I'm sure it's going to be my number one stream song of 2021. (laughs) Anyways, that's the show for you today. I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks so much for listening to my show. I so appreciate you being here. And hey, if you want to order your copy of P.S. You're a Genius, an unconventional guide to finding your innate gifts, even when you feel like you have none, you can pre-order it today at kellytrack.com slash books. That's kellytrack.com slash books. I hope my book finds its way to your doorstep this November 2021. Alrighty, catch you back here soon. Adios!